Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. I'm sorry. Welcome back to a great episode of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. I'm Nick, and with me as always, Anthony, the Rook. And unfortunately, it's just going to be as uh, TJ couldn't make it. He had a scheduling conflict this evening. Though I do have a strange feeling that he is just going to pop up on us, as he is known to do uh, when he says he can't make it. Um, He does. He, He did on vacation. He did it. Yeah, I can't make it. He just popped up. Yeah. That TJ. I was going to say, me and TJ did the uh, the craft beer super show last night. Actually, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, talking beers, talking about breweries, talking about shitty beers, talking about really good beers. It's good times. Yeah, I uh, I have decided to abstain from drinking for a little bit. I'm taking a break. What? I'm going full Ross, and we're on a break right now. Do you have a shock noise? I feel like you have a, a gasp. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm just right now. I'm just drinking cherry vanilla Coke. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm cheersing with tonight. That's that's pathetic. <laughs> it's not pathetic. Support me in my sobriety. Well, I'm trying out something new. All right, that's all. Yeah, I mean, good for you. It's always it's always positive. Try to stay sober. No, it's not even like, a, oh, I'm a drunkard type deal. My lips have been really chapped lately, and I feel like the alcohol is just irritating it even worse. So it's like, as I say, I've been um, dealing with this since Nashville. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. I was yeah. gonna say you're gonna get, you're gonna start getting those, uh, the the three X's, like the the, the tattoo. Oh, like straight edge. Yeah, the straight edge tattoo. No, I'm not CM Punk. All right, <laughs> but. Let's no look. offense, anyone who is straight edge. Good for you. It's uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I am. Uh, but I'm still not CM Punk. Just like if I got into a fight with somebody in MMA, I'd probably last a little bit longer than the 45 seconds that he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. He but, found uh, out that MMA is is real fighting, not scripted like the WWE. Oh, okay, good. Don't 
Don't say the F word. I don't. Like I was. I, I watched myself. I knew. I knew where I was going with that. And I was like, wait, what's the word that Nick always uses instead of what I would usually Script, use? Stage. It's scripted. Stage scripted. K fans. K. I mean, yeah. K fade. Don't use the F word. They don't like the F word. No, they do not. But it's real coming real off to me, damn it. Say that again. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. So, I mean, coming off of last week. Where probably the biggest week for us as a podcast. We yeah. last week we have a uh, we have J- former Jets special teams coach Mike Westoff on the show. And guru. yeah, I mean, uh, arguably one of the greatest at his job in the history of the sport. Yeah, he really is. And my God, if he wasn't a damn pleasure, like I, I'm still kind of riding high on that right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been listening back to it and I edited I'm editing some stuff to put clips out there to get people to listen more, but yeah, it was it was pretty awesome talking to him and you know, he's he stuck around for 32 years in the NFL, and there's a reason why. You know, he had a he's a great football mind. He took special teams, you know, and it's funny cuz he was telling how his, how he didn't even want to be in special teams. He kind of just took it by accident and then ran with it. He and took he, it because he was trying to stop a buddy of his from getting fired. fired. Yeah, which is incredible too. It's just like, what a, what a good friend. And then he revolutionized special teams. Basically, he was the one who thought of like the wedges, the uh, the gaps, and the different blocks and schemes that you would do on special teams. I guess before him, it was just he get down the field and see how much how much you get. Um, but yeah, incredible football mind. I I'm I'm happy that he said he wants to come back because I love to talk more with him, read his book, and then get to talk about some more stuff. Yeah, his book comes out July 12th. You can get it everywhere books are sold uh, to include Kindle. It's on. It's going to be on Kindle July 12th. But at yeah. present time, you can only get it on Mascot Publications uh, on their website, and they'll ship it straight to your house. It's called Figure It Out, A 32-Year Journey uh, by Mike Westoff. Yep. But uh, moving on to this week, kind of a big week. There were some things that happened this week in multiple sports that we're going to get into. The first thing I want to start with is it's spring. It's summertime. That means there's only one sport going on right now, but we're not going to get there just yet. I'm going to gloss over one sport that I do not follow. Uh, We didn't talk about it last week, but uh, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals, which, by the way, is the stupidest name for any championship that you could have. It sounds like a test. And they do it in June. It's like the NBA Finals. Ooh. <laughs> it does sound like it's like they could have get like at least like the Stanley Cup Finals. At least you know what you're you're, you're playing going for. for. You're going for the Stanley Cup. That's what the trophy is at the end. Would you like it better? NBA if it was, finals. Yeah. Would you like if it was the Larry O'Brien Finals? Because that's the name of the trophy. No, call it the Larry O'Brien Trophy Finals, uh, or the O'Brien Trophy Finals. Finals. Well, I'm sorry, but the O'Brien Trophy is the Davy O'Brien Trophy, and it's a award given to college football players. You know, a sport that matters. <laughs> well, basketball. Well, that's us talking basketball. <laughs> that's pretty much us talking basketball in a nutshell. Well, no, Again, let's, well, actually, let's go back because you know I talked you know, about it for about ten seconds. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. It was, I believe, it was the final game. It was Thursday, two weeks yeah. ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, and. uh these guys, it's like 45 seconds into the game, and they're going ape shit you over that? every two points scored. And I'm just sitting there going, can, can you do this for two hours? 
Like every time somebody gets a basket, oh my god, it was crazy. Was it? No, it wasn't. When you're six foot eight, it's not that crazy to dunk on a ten foot rim. Just saying. <laughs> I was just saying. No, but the last Thursday was the NBA draft. The New York Knicks drafted no one. They traded their draft pick away to make space on the salary cap, and they traded today Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel to make more space in salary cap to sign a player who probably only plays well in Dallas because he's playing with one of the best NBA players in Luka Doncic. Uh, Jalen Brunson, they're probably going to make all this space to get him. They're going to, they're trying to make space to make a shot at or an attempt at getting Donovan Mitchell, which would be pretty cool. Get Donovan Mitchell here. He's a very good player. Uh, but I just, I feel like what's going to happen is they're going to give a bunch of money to Jalen Brunson. They're not going to get Donovan Mitchell. The New York Knicks just going to start the circle all over again, overpaying a point guard, not not performing well, not going to the playoffs, and then we're just stuck here in petrol shit as a New York Knicks franchise. You know, it really does upset me, though, only because, like, A, MSG is called the mecca for, for basketball. And I'll be damned if, like, the Garden Faithful haven't been tormented for about 20 years. More than that. I mean, no, the, the, the Knicks were good in, the, what, 97, 98? They were good. Well, they went to the finals. We went to, we went to the finals in like '98, didn't we? Against the Spurs and lost. That was '99, yeah. So it's been about 99. 23 years. 20 years, you know. 23 20 20 years. years. Yeah, I guess you're right. 20 yeah. years of just being crap. But but what what yeah. kills me is everybody else seems to be able to build these superstars, the Luka Doncic's of the world. Uh, even like when like Chris Paul's like when he was back when he was better. Everybody seems to be able to develop these players into superstars, but the Knicks just don't. Yeah, they don't. You know, like they'll, well, it's they'll get too because past they, his prime, and that's it. Like besides, like Patrick Ewing, they haven't like the Knicks haven't been good for like twenty years, but like they've never had like number one pick in the draft. Like the highest they've had recently was R.J. Barrett, number three, and mm-hmm. they took him behind Zion Wilson, John Morant. And then R.J. Barrett. Like, he was the third name. Like, obviously, I think R.J. Barrett's having a better career than Zion Williamson so far because he, he keeps getting hurt. I mean, I like R.J. Barrett. I'm knocking him, but that's the highest pick they've had in the draft in forever. Zion's playing the wrong sport. Yeah, he is. He should be playing football. He should be playing D-E. football, defensive end, or tight end, or something like that. Yeah, I agree. And then it you was also all have Hill for that kid when he broke his shoe in the, in the, uh, in the March, during March Madness. Yeah, he that was he broke through his shoe and hurt his ankle, and that was the end of his like life. Like, yeah. I mean, he got drafted number one overall still, but still, like, <laughs> as far as basketball thing, accolades are concerned, that was it for him. Yeah, and the thing is too with the Knicks, like, they're just like if you look at their drafts and like recently, obviously they've been shit. You had Christoph Porzingis, you had Frank Nealakina. They took Nealakina before Mitchell. I, th- I believe that's what it was. They took I don't know Frank Nealakina. They took him over somebody big. Then you also have the fact they missed out on Steph Curry by a pick. The Golden State Warriors picked them right before the Knicks. They so wouldn't have picked Steph Curry. No, they said they were going to. That was, that was yeah, like they're the fucking liars, okay? They're the Knicks. <laughs> they're fucking liars, all right? Like, they were not going to pick him, okay? Well, they would have picked somebody else, and then they would have been known as the jerk-offs who didn't pick Steph Curry. Yeah. The only time that the New York Knicks have been going to last, like, 23 years was when it was Carmelo Anthony – uh, Tyson Chandler, Mari Stoudemire, and J.R. Smith. That team, that team was good. They won like 52 games. They were like the second seed in the NBA uh, in the in the Eastern Conference. How they, they the lost Bucks. in the second round? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
the second round, which means there was like another five rounds after that. So yeah, yeah, because everyone makes the playoffs in the NBA. Everybody <laughs> makes except for the Knicks. Everybody in the NBA makes the playoffs except for the Knicks. Except for the Knicks. And it's frustrating too. You talk about the rebuilding teams, like the Boston Celtics teared their team down and sold their uh, sold, but traded away their best players, Ray, Ray Allen, uh, Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce, and uh, Kevin Garnett to the Nets, and that was like the start of their rebuild. And like they've been to the playoffs plenty more times since then, and they just made it to an NBA Finals. In, in less than 10 years. The New York Knicks have been trying to do that for 23 years, and they just cannot accomplish it. It's yeah. so frustrating. It Very hurts. frustrating. That's part of the reason I don't like basketball is because, like, in New York, what's the point? Who gives a shit? Yeah. And the you Brooklyn Nets I mean? are falling apart right now, too, because Kyrie – well, Kyrie stay, is staying right now, but there's talk about them. They want to trade him. There's talk about KD being unhappy in the Brooklyn. I mean, I think they'll end up staying, but – it's just – it's always something, the NBA. But the, but the question is, is like at New York City for basketball for me right now, I, I I look at it like New York – like what's the New York City college football team? It really isn't. We don't have one because it doesn't really matter here because we have pro football teams. But like yeah. if we were in a bumfuck town and didn't have anything but college football, that would be a big deal. But like for me, basketball is – I guess you can call it front runner ish. I, I don't root for any team but the Knicks, but like the Knicks really haven't given me anything to root for since Allen Houston played for them. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you. I tried to get on Insanity's train, but like Carmelo put the kibosh on that because he couldn't just handle somebody else getting cheered for. <laughs> and the thing is, last year too, they made the playoffs, the Knicks, but they got, basically got swept. They lost in five games. It's embarrassing. Let's move on for basketball. I can't talk about it anymore. So, talking, about, talking about finals. We'll talk about a final that matters. The Stanley Cup finals occurred, uh, what, two days ago? And the Colorado Al- Avalanche are your new Stanley Cup champions. Congratulations to the Cal- Colorado Avalanche. And if I didn't they, say it before, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on your uh, I guess you championship. Your SAT or something like that. The finals, I mentioned. <laughs> that's- congrats. I'm not really happy for you. A couple, couple of interesting things with the uh, Avalanche Winning the Stanley Cup, they dented it immediately. About 2.3 seconds after somebody handed it off, they went to take a team picture. Somebody caught an edge and went down. I didn't see who, who was carrying the cup. I forgot who he it was. Put, he put a dent in the bottom of that thing, and the guy that is the minder of the cup, the guy that, that takes care of the cup and all that, it's not that nobody's ever dented the cup. It's nobody's ever dented the cup that quickly. Yeah, that's what he said. It's pretty amazing. It's it's uh, It reminds me of, um, if you ever seen uh, History of the World Part 2, uh, uh, yeah. Moses comes out holding the, the yeah. here are the 15 and he drops one 10 commandments yeah that was pretty much what happened that was exactly what happened and it's funny because it is within like the first like five minutes of them getting the trophy and he was talking about how like he's like does the lap they go to take a picture bam yeah he dropped it right on the ice and they said he's like it's been dented before but never this fast and he's like it's gonna have to go off for a bit repairs now and before it makes like the journey for the summer and he's like it's gonna be an interesting summer now <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, the Stanley Cup, a uh, couple things. One, uh, named after Lord Stanley, who is the like the he was like the governor of the county that they invented Canada in. I mean, invented Canada, invented hockey in. That's who the guy. It's, it's actually been around since eighteen. I want to say like eighteen eighty, and it's the mm-hmm. longest uh, or the oldest championship in um, North American sports. Um, 
But uh, what are they? They just add rings to it, right? They add rings because what happens is, unlike most sports, everybody who every team that wins the Stanley Cup gets every player on their on the team's name etched into the cup. Yeah. So that's why they have they keep adding rings to add more names to the bottom. Um, and, and then on top bigger of that, at the end, that, like, yes, that's why that's it's right. short at the top. Yeah, it gets wider because. So uh, on top of that, the uh, everybody on the team gets to spend time with the cup. That's the coolest they, thing. And they get to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. So, like, you'll see some guys going on vacation with the Stanley Cup, and they're just sitting there holding the Stanley Cup while they're sitting on the beach. Other guys are going to Disney World with the Stanley Cup. Other guys are drinking beers out of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's how I would probably do. I'd probably eat out of it and drink beer out of it. Get a salad? No, not a salad. I get, Put like, together uh, a Cobb salad inside the Stanley Cup. Get a bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bowl. I think I'd do bowl of cereal. Okay. Uh, maybe even like a, like a mac and cheese or something. A lobster mac and cheese inside. You're Italian and you're not going to have like spaghetti and meatballs in the Stanley Cup? I don't know. I don't know why I, I didn't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too stereotypical for me if I went to. I think one. I would get like a big bowl of ice cream in the Stanley Cup. Like a nice yeah. banana split inside yeah. the Stanley Cup. That's actually pretty sweet too. Right? I'll go with pasta too then. Get like some penny alla vodka. Maybe a little soup. Get a little chili. I got a little chili in the soup. Oh, you could make cup. your chili in the bowl. That would in be pretty cup. dope. I think TJ would be on board with eating eating some chili out of chili the stand. Too, yeah. I would really dig that actually. Then I emptied it out, clean it, and then drink some beers out of it. Yeah. I you know, I I think we, we, we gotta bring this up again next week when TJ's on the show. Yeah. Um, and ask him like what do you what are you doing with the Stanley Cup? Like what are you gonna do with it? He probably said something lewd. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would. I uh, saw so there was a naked holding commercial. There used to be a commercial with some one guy. He actually uh, he had a newborn baby, and they gave the baby a bath in it. <laughs> I mean, I have a newborn coming. If I had won the Stanley Cup this year in this fictional life of mine, I would have given my daughter a bath in the Stanley Cup. Baptize, oh, yeah. baptize the baby in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I forgot your family's Jewish. My bad. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, we we don't we don't practice anything in this house. We are non secular. Is that the word? I guess. I, I guess. Tell that to Saint Peter when you get to the gates. We were non secular. <laughs> like, come on in. So is I. <laughs> um. So <laughs> hockey season's over. Avalanche win it all. And today, some news comes out with uh, with the New York Rangers. A lot of rumors uh, swirling right now. Rumors, rumors upon rumors upon rumors. And one of the biggest rumors that we're we're looking at right now is the uh the potential for um I want to say it's uh um this is great second. great audio. Yeah, well Pierre Luc Pierre Pierre Luc Dubois from the Jets potentially getting traded to the Rangers and they're talking about names that could be involved in that, in that trade. And a lot of people are saying Kako, Heedle. Some people are saying Lafreniere. Um, and uh, I'd be so sad if they got rid of those, one of those three guys, I would have, I would be upset as well. And, and I'll tell you why. So Dubois is a, um, excuse me. He's a center, which of course, everybody who watches Rangers hockey knows that the Rangers need a center. Yeah, they need a center, yeah. There's no debate about that. We can't win a face-off to save our lives, and we need that leadership down the middle, okay? We have a lot of wingers playing center right now, and it's it's 
it's kind of not killing our game, but it's slowing us down because we don't have that ability to get across uh, center ice as efficiently as we should. All that being said, um, somebody said this, and, and I agree with it. If you trade Heedle, if you trade Kako, if you trade Lafreniere for, to get Dubois, you're basically saying we, we just can't draft in the first round. Yeah. That, that, that's basically what you're saying, and I think that's a bigger problem than anything that you're trading for. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that. to sit there and, and say basically every year that no matter who we get in the first round, whether it's the first pick overall or the second or the third or whatever, we will fuck it up and we're going to have to trade him in two, three years for much less than what he's valued and get somebody and then pay somebody else on top of it. Yeah. Listen, I don't you know, know who Dubois is. I don't listen to, I don't want, I don't follow Winnipeg Jets hockey. I don't really care to. But I'd be really upset because I think those guys, Kako, you know, they benched him in the game six. And I think that was the wrong move. I don't but even Kako, know. If that was about. I don't think has they have they even come out to say what that was about. I, I they gave you like fishy like responses about why they did it. It was kind of stupid. But um, Kako, Heedle, and Lafreniere made great strides in the playoffs this year. And to see those guys get traded for someone who I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about Dubois, but. I just feel like it's just spit it in the face of like the first round draft picks. Basically, I would, I would say McDavid for Kako straight up. <laughs> I'll give you Hito Lafreniere and Kako for Connor McDavid. That'd be it. I'd take that deal because I'd take anything like Connor McDavid in a Rangers uniform. But uh, yeah, I mean, I still don't think, I, I just don't think, I think breaking those guys up, it's just like, yeah, it's just basically saying every Rangers fan, like, we don't know how to draft in the first round. And we're just kind of just doing re- – we're just redoing it now. Yeah. And I don't think – those weren't the weak spots, you know, in, in the lineup uh, with those those players. I I obviously need a center. But, you know, those guys played well throughout, throughout the playoffs. And those guys, like, injected life into those teams when they were dead in the water in those that series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, series against they the Kings. They kept them afloat. They kept them afloat. And then to be like, all right, we have to get rid of these guys. Like, they were not the problem. Obviously, our big stars were the problem. And that's like rumors like that jury's unhappy with Panarin. So he may get rid of Panarin, which is like another crazy thing to do because Panarin's like, what do you have, like 95 assists this year or 95 points? Not 95 assists. 95 points. 95 points this year, which is, and he did it like quietly too. But he had a great year. And it's just, they think to get rid of somebody who gets, puts on, puts up 95 points in a season. Like, what are we doing? Like, Chris Jury did a great job this year. But if you're trading away Panarin with, or even have rumors about training Panarin for someone like, and then also matching rumors about Kako and Lafreniere and, and Hedo being gone. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I nah, just, I, uh, like one bit. Again, I, I just think again, this team sitting there basically saying that the draft is a waste of their time is like, that, that just irks me. And it would be, it'd be the same with any sport. Yeah. It would just bother me that, Anybody anywhere is sitting there basically saying uh, that, uh, you know, we, we drafted three guys in the first round and none of the three are the guy that we needed them to be. It's like, all right, well, then that was a waste. I mean, like, yeah. why? We got so excited over it. What for? <laughs> Throw it away. It was, it was it was trash. You know, and I'm dealing with a very similar thing with the Jets right now with Makai Becton because a lot of fans are like, oh, get rid of him. He's a bust. The yeah. guy, had, he played one season in the NFL. He's a bust. Yeah, I don't like 
He, he played one season and he got injured last season and the media hates him for some strange reason. I don't know. Uh, so we're getting rid of him. So, so we're basically saying that the entire draft from two years ago was a complete waste and that every single pick was bad because nobody on that in that draft, except for Makai Becton, is performing at any starter level. No. So, and, and I think that's, that bothers me that, that has, for me, that has for a franchise, any franchise in any sport, if you cannot draft competently, then, you, then, then you're just wasting your time. Yeah. They also see every sport, but baseball. Yeah. Basically. Makai Becton, they did say he gained a lot of weight, right? I mean, like he's coming in he's heavier. Six foot eight. Yeah, but he's also, I mean, you got to be some sort of athletic. I mean, I get you're an offensive lineman. Those guys are huge, but like you have to, you know, guard against some of the best athletes in the world. You know, these, I, these I don't disagree with you. I have some sort of saying he's, or they're like, they're sitting there saying, oh, he's 400 pounds. Okay, fair enough. He's six foot eight. Like, he's yeah, a left tackle. Right. How much do you want somebody who's six foot eight to weigh? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what an acceptable uh, weight for a large man at six foot eight is because I know that like I'll give an example like four hundred pounds on somebody who's six foot eight is not four hundred pounds on somebody who's six foot two. No, you're right. You're right about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my, my a friend of mine is like six foot five, and he's like pushing four hundred pounds, and he looks chubby. Like he's he's a chunky kid. Yeah, probably not in the best shape of his life, but. Muscle is more dense than fat. I'll say that much. You know, so yeah, no, I, mean, I don't see uh, I don't see where that's an issue. But again, the Rangers getting rid of any of their first round picks right now is like, OK, then why the fuck couldn't you have just drafted that guy in the first place? Then you had the number one pick overall and we're going to end up trading for the number two at some point. Yeah, I mean, they have to do something. Um, I mean, I don't know. they don't have a. They don't have the um, the picks in the first round this this year. That's you know they traded well they lost it because uh, they made the playoffs the Eastern Conference right right. So sorry, I'm just telling Sally emailed them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> excuse me, but yeah. So uh, I mean, I'm not saying don't trade away those guys. I'm not saying they're untouchable. I'm just saying, you know. For you to trade away first round picks every year, you know, and, and you know, here's what's going to happen: they're going to trade away Kako, they're going to trade away Heedle, fuck, they'll trade away Lafreniere, whatever. And what's going to happen is, in four years, they'll be paying them big money to come back, or we'll be trading our first round pick in four years to get them back. You're right because the other rumor is that they want to trade Heedle and somebody else for uh, JT Miller, who we traded away. We like, already had. Him. He was on our team. We had him. Why are we? Why are we? What are we doing? It's just it, you. Just so you're saying you can't develop. Yeah, basically. Um, but in uh, in brighter in brighter conversation next season, uh, I would love to see. Um, try, the name escapes me at the moment. One second. Uh, the uh, their, number one, their number one pick. <laughs> their number one pick. From uh, from last off season, or their their number one um, their first round pick. Excuse me, I didn't mean number one. I meant first round. Uh, but uh, their first round pick from a year ago lit it up in the uh, in the the minors this year. Set records all over the place. Um, and uh, Brennan Offman, 
I'd like to see him get a call up next year because yeah. it seems like he led. Not only did he start setting records left and right, but he's freaking uh, leading the way, leading the charge, scoring the game-winning goal. Yes, I wouldn't mind. I, granted, he's in he's in lows. You know, he's not he's not in the Wolfpack. Um, he played with uh, can't remember the team, but something like in Minnesota or something like that last season. Um, did he come up for a little bit often? I thought he did. No, 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 no. No, he didn't. Probably not. No, his team went to. uh, His team went to the. I think they won their final over there. Oh really? Um, But he did not. No, he didn't come up to the NHL at all. He played with the uh, the Flint Firebirds. Um, in the OHL. And I want to say say is this is what I want to say about the Rangers. I hate these trade rumors. It sucks they lost the Eastern Conference Finals because now we have to hear all these trade rumors Mm. and knowing that we were this close to going to a Stanley Cup. And now I have to hear them try to blow the whole thing up. It's like, what are we doing? It's very frustrating. It's, we went from talking about the Knicks to the Rangers, and this is like two teams that just cannot win a goddamn championship. It, it, you know what, though? At least the Rangers make the playoffs. They do. At least the Rangers and the Rangers are excited. I mean, that was one of the best postseasons we've had in quite some time. I mean, These the Knicks season started now. I was like, is it over yet? Yeah, no, I was. I was definitely feeling I'm letting you know right now blue, now. orange, and white are cursed colors. Is what colors are cursed colors? Oh, blue, orange, white. <laughs> yeah, I'm just That's saying we we this. haven't seen a championship from any team that wears blue, orange, and white in New York since 1986. Do you mean they have to wear all blue, orange, and white, or you're just saying blue, any orange, and white? Blue? All three teams in New York that wear blue, orange, and white have not won a championship since the 80s. No, you're, you're right about that. Now, I wasn't sure if you meant like. Any combo, like as you were saying, the no, blue, just the ones that were New York blue. City's colors. I got you. I got you. Eighty six was the last time the Mets won the World Series. The Knicks yeah. haven't won since what? Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was sixty nine. Sixty nine season. Yeah. And the Islanders haven't won since what? Eighty four. Yeah, they had those three straight cups in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they have like almost forty years of 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 just not winning. Yeah. Like because of those those colors are cursed. You know, not yeah. as cursed as green, but you know, pretty <laughs> a lot of curses That's going right. on in New York City. Apparently, it's not affecting it's, the Yankees, though. They, they always miss the pinstripes, though. That's why they always miss the pinstripes. But we got, uh, I mean, unless you have any more about hockey, but we do have no, have no, no. I'm, 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 I'm done about hockey until something happens. Hopefully, you know, whatever happens is good in the long run. I got a Kako jersey, though. I'd really hate to see him go. Yeah, that oh that would suck. You bought that at at the garden too, right? Yeah. Oh, that would fucking blow. I hope it doesn't happen for you. But I do want to say, uh, I'll I'll say once again, as I said it to the Warriors, congratulations. I'm really happy for you. Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm miserable. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break here, and then we're gonna bring back our guest. Let's see, which commercial should I go with today? Should I go with the Oh, you know, we haven't done it in a while, uh, but go to Shock Energy. <laughs> uh, WWE Wrestling. Uh, we have WWE Trivia coming up next. Wrestling Trivia, sponsored by Shocked Energy. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And we, we are back with our guest. We have our wrestling addicts, our other companion podcast, and the scoreboard Alex addicts umbrella. We have Matt and Sal. Welcome to the show, What's Matt. up? What's up? Happy to be back. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And we also have our guest, Ladarius Brown. What is going on, Ladarius? How are you? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? We're good. We're good. We're there just, he is. Uh, we're lamenting about our Knicks and Rangers. Uh, <laughs> damn it. So with WWE Trivia presented by Shocked Energy. Um, wait, I need to get the – before Nick puts up the music. <laughs> Ready, Nick? Go. I'll take rid of it. I thought it was a video. Uh, all right. So tonight I am not hosting. Uh, nor, nor am I playing. Because <laughs> I there are layups. There are layups. Yeah. Ant was busy today his <laughs> assholes. So uh he didn't get to do his prep for the show yeah. like he normally would. So I'm gonna let you guys do this. I guarantee have... you, you'll get at least three out of the five correct. Guarantee yeah. it. And I'll guarantee you, Matt, behind the scenes <laughs> here, I need to do something. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. For the rest okay. of the show. Okay. So I'll let Matt take over because Matt is now hosting, and I'll be back when you guys are done. Hey, hey, Matt. Alrighty. I want you to know. Okay, Chico. I'm <laughs> going to do. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, the, the classic. I like it. Ooh, I like that. Better than what they have right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, sing machismo. Oh, that's, that's a, is that beautiful. a that's a that's a razor one? Like they have a, a old... razor one. Check this out. Oh, Wanna see the cool nice. thing about it? It's got a little toothpick holder. That's, oh, that's amazing. That's that is amazing. That's a good one. I love that. Was that your I, latest yeah. one? That's my latest one. The latest and greatest. Nice. The greatest wrestler to never win a world championship. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Him and Roddy Piper. Mr. Perfect. Our Roddy Piper fan. Mr. Perfect, yeah. 
The only thing I ever liked about Roddy Piper is that his very, very who? What's his most famous quote? Oh, uh, the bubblegum one, right? There it is, the bubblegum one. I'm here to kick yeah. ass and do bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, I like it. He didn't even say it in wrestling. No, I think that was in They Live. That was in They Live. And Sal wins. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everyone. That's well, your. Yeah. 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 So I have questions. Um, I think that, you know, they're pretty easy. So we'll find out. I hope you guys have your paper and your pens. Yeah, I'm already. Sal, you don't mind keeping score, a- right? Yeah, I got it. Oh, Sal, is that a right. new haircut? It is. Looks good. Cut about a few days ago. Thank you. It's growing in nice. I remember when I had it. You still look beautiful. (laughs) Now you got the nice scoreboard addicts hat. Which is available on what website? Bonfire. Bonfire Media. There you go. Question number one. On July 4th, 2002, this real American icon won the Tag Team Championships with Edge. Name that icon. I have choices to help out. So choice, choice A, Kurt Angle. Choice B, John Cena. Choice C, Hulk Hogan. Choice D, The Undertaker. I'm locked in. Are we all locked in? Yeah, I'm locked. I'm loaded. All right, Ladarius, what do you have? Oh, I got to go first. Terrific. <laughs> uh, maybe over the. I went with, uh, I don't know if you can see it. I have Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is incorrect, unfortunately. Oh. So, who do you have? Now I know who Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Overthought it. Yeah. Nick, who do you have? I went with Kurt Angle as well. Oh. Because we I thought we were doing Attitude Era, and then you said in 2002, and I was like, all right, yeah. we'll <laughs> Attitude Era, that was still technically the. Yeah, Hulk Hogan was not a part of the Attitude Era, so. Hulk Hogan oh. has zero attitude. Yeah. Brother. Well, okay. Well, that, then... was such a, that was such a random team. Hogan it really was when they. It was like just like all right, like just put two people together and why not? That was Hogan basically saying, you know what? You know what belt I haven't won in a while. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. And with it being so close to the Fourth of July, I had to, I had to throw that one in there. So for question number two, this is more within the Attitude Era. Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Dudleys turned up the heat. In the first ever tables, ladders, and chairs match in the year 2000. At which event did this match take place? Is it A, Heat Wave, B, SummerSlam, C, WrestleMania, or D, King of the Ring? Let me know when you guys are locked in. I'm ready. All right, we'll start with you, Sal. What do you have? I have WrestleMania. WrestleMania is incorrect. 
Really? Alex, I know what you're thinking of. Nick, what do you have? SummerSlam? SummerSlam is correct. In 2000? Ladarius, what do you have? Uh, SummerSlam. There you go. The the WrestleMania match was just a triangle ladder match. That's right. Yeah. Yep. He gave it away when he said, turn up the heat. Yeah. Yeah. So I I gave a little, you know, little clues like that. I forgot they did it at SummerSlam, too. I didn't think. I thought it was in 99. No, you're right. It's in 2000. I didn't 99, think about 2000. 99 was the Terry Invitational, the Hardys versus Edge and Christian. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, got, I think I got those two confused. Question number three. At SummerSlam 1997, the main event was The Undertaker defending his WWF championship against Bret Hart. The Undertaker would suffer a heartbreaking loss to the Hitman. Who was the special guest referee that unintentionally cost Undertaker the championship? Is that A, Kane, B, Owen Hart, C, Vader, or D, Shawn Michaels? All right. All right. Are we locked in? Yes, sir. All right, Nick, you kick it off. Who do you got? I said Owen Hart, but I really think I'm wrong. (sighs) That is incorrect. Uh, Ladarius, who do you have? uh, Shawn Michaels. That is correct. Shawn Michaels. That is correct. Shawn Michaels is correct. Alrighty, alrighty. So, uh, real quick, what are the scores looking like, Sal? Uh, I have four, Nick has two, and Ladarius has four. Alright, and now we are on question number four. <clears throat> Shawn Michaels was the first person to do many things in the WWF. One of them was being the first person to hold all four major titles the company had to offer. The WWF title, the Intercontinental title, the European title, and the tag team titles. What was the accolade called for achieving such a feat? Is it A, Grand Grand Slam champion? Is it B, champion of champions? Is it C, Mr. Champion? Or is it D, best in the world? It's so hard to... Like figure out who's a Grand Slam champion anymore because since there's like a hundred thousand titles nowadays, there, there there really is. It, there's so many, and then there's like they get rid of one, they bring it back. So like I, at one point in time, if you know a new title isn't available, like are you still Grand Slam? Do they do they do they like take do they take your name away? So it's uh, it's definitely. Confusing with how they do it all the time. Did we all have Grand Slam? I think we did because you guys we said Grand, Slam, Grand Slam. Slam times. So even if we didn't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, because when Sal said, "Well, with Grand Slam," I'm like, "Okay, I feel better now." Oh, that's <laughs> so funny! I didn't even realize we did that. 
I didn't either. Because I had it written down already. Stay off the weed. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I felt more confident yeah. after that. All right, so we all got you guys all got that one correct. Now we're at the final Jeopardy. Um, Sal, let, uh, what's everybody's score again? I'm sorry. Well, Darius has six, and I ca- Nick has four, and I have six. All right, so it's the final Jeopardy. Uh, what are you guys wagering? All in, baby. All in. Yeah, go for it all. <laughs> okay, we are all, all in. All right, here we go. Question number five. During his 20-year career, John Cena shattered many glass ceilings in the WWE. Who is the one Attitude Era legend that John Cena never had a match with? Is it A, Bret Hart? Is it B, The Undertaker? Is it C, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Or is it D, Mick Foley? Do, 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 do. This is a trick question based off of the mm-hmm. wording. Now, I don't want to give too much away, but. Off the wording? Yeah, off the wording. Like, having. Ladarius was so annoyed with my question that he just said, you know what? <laughs> I am, I am out of here and I'm not coming back. He goes, You're trying to trick me? He just he pulled the Sasha Banks and just walked out on the uh, on the trivia. Oh, oh. I want to ask, ask the question again in its entirety. All right. During his 20 year career, John Cena shattered many glass ceilings in the WWE. Who is the one attitude ever legend that John Cena never had a match with? Is it a Bret Hart? B, The Undertaker, C, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or D, Mick Foley? Now, Uh, when you say... I think Sal caught on. I caught on. There you go. Having a match with doesn't necessarily mean that he went against him. All right, I got... I'm scratching my answer up. All right. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what your original answer was. And, you know, I want to say Ladarius had the right answer, but uh, I'm going to have to go on, even though he's not here right now. So, Nick, who do you have? It's probably Nick Foley, but I said Bret Hart. Oh, that is incorrect. Yeah, I knew it. All right, so originally I had Brett and Stone Cold, but then I caught on. I just put Stone Cold. That is correct. And hold on a second. Let me just add Ladarius yeah. back. Here he is. Sorry about that. Yeah, did you – you didn't happen to hear anything, did you? No, my internet went kaput. All right, do you I want me to repeat circles. the question real quick? Uh, Yeah, I heard John Cena, and then it kind of went out after that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. During his 20-year career, John Cena shattered many glass ceilings in the WWE. Who is the one Attitude Era legend that John Cena never had a match with? Is it A, Bret Hart? Is it B, The Undertaker? C, Stone Cold? Or is it D, McFoley? Now, when I got to just – I worded the question a certain way. By me saying never had a match with – doesn't necessarily mean they went one-on-one. 
Gotcha. So um, we weren't sure what happened. I thought you pulled like a like a stone cold, and you like you took your ball and went home. No, you were like, no, no. You were like, "Fuck this question, I'm out of here." Yeah, because so. yeah, you you had said John Cena and accolade, and then it just went. Whoop. Yeah, <laughs> you said you said you said glass ceiling, and that does not apply to uh, John Cena at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Twenty year I career. Mean, I mean, yeah. My Nick internet and... disagreed with the with the question. I guess <laughs> everyone hates John Cena. You need to just do a little research about what a glass ceiling is. <laughs> I mean, he's a sixteen time world champion. So that, that's, that's got nothing to do with it. a glass ceiling. Would be like you're a minority and you're held down by the company, and the glass ceiling is like you could see the top, but you can't get past the yeah. glass ceiling. Well, well, if yeah. you well, I'm six four. I can just see the above the glass anyway. But but if you know I, I Cena's story and what happened, so he's, a, he's a white man who's large and in charge. He almost got fired. Anyway, I would have fired him too because he was a he was Marky Mark basically for the first like five years yeah. of his career. It was really yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. I'm glad somebody else said that because uh, may I interject here? The rap gimmick was the best. Wait, may I interject? Oh, Adam. Let him interject. Yeah. yeah oh, you're ahead. waiting for my answer, aren't you? We are waiting. Oh, yeah. For um, Sal and Nick but, went already uh, while okay. your internet was out. So. You... Okay. So it's all on me. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. As you're thinking about that answer, um, sure. was the glass ceiling a hint? That's why he's glass ceiling. Maybe. Thank you. I'll 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 I'll, I'll recuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did. I don't feel like Matt's smart enough for it to be a hint. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Every between, single question I had gave a hint. Between two. I, I think I got the logic because I'm running a I'm running a WWE network through my head and so <laughs> or Peacock, whatever. Now Yeah. I still call it the network. Yeah. I'm locked in. All right, what do you have? I I had it between Bret Hart and Stone Cold, but a part of me remembers something he did something with Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. ask, don't yeah. ask me what it was. I stick with with the brain, and I just can't recall anything with Stone Cold. Yeah, that is that go. is correct. It is Stone Cold. Now, did he have a tag match with Bret on Raw when he came back in 2011? He did. And it was the Nexus versus Team WWE at SummerSlam. Okay. And, okay. and Brett was on that team. Okay. And then Do we it have was a tie? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Who won? Yes. Me and Ladarius are tied at 10. You have tiebreaker questions, Matt? No, we're tied at 12. You're tied at 12? Yes. Tiebreaker. We both went all in. We both had six points. Okay. I do have a tiebreaker question. Oh, Top of right. my head right now. Very convenient. Very convenient. Who was the first person to hold the Intercontinental and European Championship at the same time? Oh, God. Do you uh, need clues? Davey Boy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give clues. Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, D'Lo Brown, Chris Jericho. Could have been any of them. Yeah. This is this is the, the closest uh, a yeah. a guest has come to win. We have a tie here. Sal gets this wrong and Darius gets it right. We have the first time a guest has won WWE trivia. This is historical. I'm gonna stick around for this one. This is Darius. 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 Oh, all right. I'm just gonna go with this one. 
defeat Sal and his uh, baby <laughs> face. <laughs> I don't know if this is right. This isn't right. Yeah. Are you all right? Let me know when you're locked in. What's crazy then... is I think I know the answer. Ooh. I don't think I'm right. Think all I'm right, Ladarius, over... as the guest. No, 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 no. You want Sal to go first? Yes. Sal as current champion. D'Lo Brown. That is correct. Wow. Well, Darius, what'd you have? Oh! Oh! We need another tiebreaker, Matt. Hold on, Darius, are you by any chance related to D'Lo Brown? No, I wish I was. I could have been like a champion of Europe somehow, but I, I, I wasn't. But your last name is Brown, right? I'm not crazy, yeah. right? Oh no, okay. you're you're you're, no, you're you're in the right you're in the right yeah, frame of mind. Darius Brown. Uh, I just remember him. I just remember Zelo with both of the belts at one point. Yeah, because see, you saw me going in my head trying to picture, and I said I couldn't picture it with Jared. No, angle didn't make any sense. Yeah, and but I, I remember Delo because he would say he was the champion of Europe, and I right. and I remember he had an intercontinental championship, so maybe that happened simultaneously. So that was what I was working on. Good guess. That was That's what guess. I was thinking. That was very Matt, good. We need one more question here. What are we going to do? I think, Matt, could you do a um, like a math question, like closest to that number, <laughs> and then whoever's closest wins? The derivative of X yeah. times the number. Not like that, like of WWE <laughs> math question. Like how many times did like this person win a title or something like that? Of like this. Title. How many times oh, did Generation well, X think... tell their opponents to suck it? Over the course of the past <laughs> million times, that stats yeah. amazing. Infinity, I think it's fair. Actually, you know what I could do, being that it is is Ladarius and Sal. I feel like you guys, um, I feel like you guys know a little more recent than, um, like at, yeah. other than Attitude Era. So I could right. maybe go a little more recent to. Money in the Bank is this Saturday, so I'll I'll start Money in the Chico. Bank. Who <laughs> was the first person to have a failed cash in of their Money in the Bank contract? Wow, great question, Matthew. It is the answer was Razor Ramon. <laughs> I know it was. I watched it. I remember that. Oh, no. <laughs> Woof. Fireworks. The Brooklyn Brawler. Wow. <laughs> My wow. boy. <laughs> I put the goon. Sorry. <laughs> the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're Pete Gas. That's why I said Mean Street Posse. <laughs> nah, I always put Brooklyn Brawler because I have my Yankee shirt on today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys locked in? Yes. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Sal. What do you got? Damien Sandow. That is correct. That's oh. correct. Yeah, he said it's not. What you who, who did you have? Yeah, I, I forgot about Sandow. I went with Baron Corbin. I completely forgot about Sandow. Oh, Corbin, that, yeah. Oh, Matt Froze. <laughs> Baron <laughs> no, Corbin Matt. was one of the people who failed his cash in, but the first person was Damian Sandow. So I'm going to say the first person was John Cena. At the Raw 1000 episode. Ooh, Matt. Ooh. That was after. That was I, after. I can't, I can't, Matt's muted. Is Matt, is Matt <laughs> muted? Yeah, I think so. What's going on? Is he just moving his mouth? Can you hear me? That's like. 
now he can, but before you were doing a weird thing with your mouth. Are you like chewing? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? There's a there's a loud firework outside, or maybe like that something exploded out there. But I thought and, I lost my connection for a sound? second. Well, I didn't know. Maybe it's like a transformer blew, and it wasn't a firecracker because it was very loud. But if you look it up, it's actually Damien Sandow. How would a transformer blowing up only affect your microphone? <laughs> no, I thought I lost my whole connection because the the nothing nope. moved, everything froze. Oh, all right. Uh, no, it was just the microphone that was out. Yeah. What so, was that? What is going on? That's, that's my that's my computer. <laughs> so what's the what's the correct answer? I'm gonna call bullshit on that because that was thirteen. That Sandow won Money in the Bank, and at and Raw 1000 was in 2012. I don't, I don't believe that's correct. I don't know. You know what that right means. Here, this made Cena the first Money in the Bank winner to fail to win a title. Does it say who he cashed in on? He cashed in on Big Show interfered with the match, causing champion CM Punk to be disqualified and retain the title. He's correct. Oh, that is correct. That's when The Rock uh, came out. I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> I am I am wrong. I am wrong. Thank you, Wikipedia. I am wrong. better than you. <laughs> Listen, they threw me off. They needed two questions. I thought, wow. So, so, <laughs> then, so then, you know. Uh, Davy Boy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, this is man. gonna be. I'm coming up one right now because this right. is taking too long. This is gonna be closest to the right answer. Matt, you failed miserably at being a host, <laughs> and I host never again. All right, how many? By the way, are, Matt, I told you when we started, I was going to cut you up, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> he got you again. All right, here's the question: The Hardcore Championship has obviously passed hands many, many oh, times. No. Jesus. How many yeah. different champions have there been? Oh no, that's the number uh, you got to figure out. Is this, is this the number? Even if you're older, right? you know how, it's no, no price is right rule. So even if you're like, if you're at the like two or, or three over, and that's closer than the person under, it's fine. It's just whoever's closer, no, without going over. Different champions or times that changed hands? No, different champions, not times. That oh, hands. oh yeah, I forgot to change my answer. Okay. I don't know. I got the Carmen San Diego song in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Thank you for coming in and making the hot tag and saving me. <laughs> yeah, look at out of the freaking thing. I get to save myself back. I know. That's why I didn't do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have muted and kicked out long ago. <laughs> Trust me. The first five questions were fantastic. Well, he said, who is the first person to lose? And I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, Matt, I was listening to the questions and I did I did hear your hints in every one. And that was clever. I, I honestly did it for you. Well, I couldn't be here. <laughs> Next time. What answers do you guys have? I have a hundred. A hundred. All right. Well, Darius, what do you got? Yeah, see, I went small because in fear of you going high, I went super small. I just went 16. I was going to put a zero next to it, make it 160. It just felt too big. So <laughs> Wait, so 100? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
you guys yeah. pick, you guys are on different sides of the spectrum it's so <laughs> oh boy it ends yeah. up being even let me see no. i don't think i don't think it is though the answer is 52 so i think ladarius is close yeah Ladarius is definitely closer yes he Maybe is 48 yeah. for sal yeah, yeah. right Ladarius. So Ladarius is the winner yeah whoa the first winner the first guest on the show to it's win let's play that music for him Where's my never give up towel? I could have ran down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> Darius, let's. Uh, you have a speech. You're the first guest to ever win WWE trivia on our show. Well, you know, right. it was it was a great match. Like I say, I know Sal knows this stuff, and I, you know, Sal's kind of like I watch Jeopardy. Sal is kind of like Ken Jennings. It was wow. kind of hard to <laughs> it's high you know, regard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so it, it was tough. I, mean, I knew I had to bring. Yeah. Like I say, you know, kudos to Sal because, like I say, it, it was it was a tough match, tough match. You you wouldn't thank anyone else, someone who may have given you a hint like the glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank the people who make glass. And, <laughs> would you like you to know, thank anybody else? Like, for instance, the guy who said it wasn't Saint Damien Sandow, and therefore yeah. we need to go it to another. Yeah. I like to thank the bad guy, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, saving. You know, I'm not going to say there was a payoff, but I'm not going to make that situation. But how about whatever questions? You want, there were good questions, no? And the que- the questions were the answers. The no, great questions were great. The answers not so much, but yeah. <laughs> one answer. One great one answer. Got another great on. answer to it. So one. Well, answer. congratulations, Ladarius. This was yes. another fun, great episode of. WWE trivia. So we appreciate you. You'll have to come back and defend your title uh, sometime. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely reach out to you soon. We'll be uh, have you back on the Absolutely. WWE trivia. We haven't been doing it weekly lately, so we'll see what this, this schedule looks like next week, and then we'll let you know if you're uh, able to come back. All right, awesome. Darius. Awesome, awesome. Looking forward. Thank you guys. So and much. Darius, where where can, we, where can we find you and your show? Um, you can find me at social at Ladarius underscore Brown. You can find. Sports in the World podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much, Darius. It's always great. Always a pleasure having you Thanks on the show. We'll hope to have you back. Likewise. You guys have a great rest of the night. Thanks. You great too. Here. Thank All you. Right. You too. So, and then there were four. And then so, gents, four. I'm gonna I'm gonna extend the olive branch right now. We're gonna talk some baseball. Are you down? Sure. So the not sound happy about it <laughs> no i'm down i'm down to talk some yankees all right we're gonna talk about yankees but we're gonna take a quick commercial break right here and we're gonna do uh let's see who should we play this time this ad you know you know who we haven't seen in a while we haven't put an ad out for tss fantasy so tss fantasy hey gang it's commissioner cooper from tss fantasy we are the fantasy show of the people That means we give the people what they want. Expert fantasy advice, leading medical and legal analysis, free contests, and innovative games to keep you entertained. Watch us live with the Tiki Live app on the Belly Up Sports channel, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us on all social media platforms. Visit TSSFantasy.com today for all the latest updates from the fantasy show of the people. We put the fun in fantasy. Right. That's because you have high cholesterol. Okay. If you drafted Julio Jones, you got ghosted. 
This is amazing. TSS fantasy. This is like an orgasm. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. I'm pumped to be here. This is the show of shows. TSS fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. And welcome back for the quick break. Uh, we are going to talk a little Yankees baseball. We got Nick, uh, Sal, and Matt with me now. So we are going to talk about the New York Yankees and how they just keep on winning. Keep on keeping on. Well, let's talk about the bad before we get to the good. Uh, the Yankees get no <laughs> hit on Saturday. Now, it's a combo no hitter. Ooh, I'm wow. sorry. Ask anybody in the world. The only people that sit there and brag about combo no hitters are teams that don't get real no hitters. I mean, I, I'm not bragging about a fucking combo no hitter. It's it's nobody's getting it on their Hall of Fame plaque. Was one guy out of six right. in a combo no hitter? All right, it's not on anybody's baseball reference page. Like, hey, he one time threw a one two three no inning no 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 hit inning that was also a part of a combo no. Like it's like it's ridiculous. Either one guy gets the full no hitter, or it's or just not that special. And then of course. There are a bunch of jabronis out there that'll sit there and say combo no hitters are less are less popular than full no hitters. You know why, right? It's because if the starter goes five innings no hit and doesn't make it into the sixth, the reliever doesn't come in going, "Ooh, we can get a combo no hitter right now." He don't give a fuck. Right. Okay, right. he's just it's trying not even to win a quality the- start. Five innings is even a quality start in baseball. I mean, it's it's. It's ridiculous. So they got a combo no hitter, and then they go into Sunday. Was anybody else nervous Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I had no hit for sixteen innings. Okay, sixteen innings. When Giancarlo Stanton, Giancarlo Michael Cruz Stanton hits a bomb to end the streak. All right, and not only does he end the streak, the Yankees go on to win against the hated. Houston Astros. And and I'll I'll say this about the Houston Astros. I think I hate them so much because their fan base is so trash. And I'll say why their fan base is trash right now. In three years, when they can no longer afford to keep guys like Bregman and Altuve retires or whatever it is, or he moves on because they can't afford to keep him either, they won't have fans anymore because they won't be competitive and their fans will go back to what they were doing pre-2010 which is not watching baseball because their fans are a bunch of phonies. That's why when you watch their games or home games, you'll see invariably players that played within the last six years, Nolan Ryan, and that's it. Nobody's sitting in the seats wearing a Brad Ausmus jersey. Nobody's sitting in the seats (laughs) wearing – they don't even know who the killer bees are, okay? They have no idea who Lance Berkman is or Craig Biggio or Jeff Bagwell, all right? They have no idea who any of those guys are. So, you know, these guys, like 95% of their fan base showed up when they made the playoffs for the first time, in, you know, within the last six years. So, like, I'm, I'm over them. I'm over that midget Altuve. People sitting there, oh, he owns the Yankees. That's great. They're still not going to beat us in the playoffs because they can't cheat this year. And the Yankees still have the best record in baseball. Well, I wanted to say about the split was actually, you know, obviously going against one of the other better teams in the AL. The fact that he's got no hit. And then were no hit through, what was it, through seven, whatever they had. Yeah, six or something. Like, six or seven, whatever it was. Um, and they come out with a split and they win that game on Sunday just shows like the resiliency this team is. They have the most comeback wins in the in the league. Yeah, they do. Yep. Uh, and they did again today. They had a, they were down three, nothing really early. I mean, early, granted, it was early in that they game. Did it yesterday, so, too. Yeah, yesterday, too. They, they came down, back again. Actually, five, yesterday, yesterday. yesterday. Not yesterday. They were up two nothing yesterday. It was the game before that, Monday. 
Oh, oh Monday, yeah, yeah, Monday they're down five Monday. one or something like that. Yeah, they were down five five three, and they came back won that game. They had a big uh, so six inning seven seven run. Yeah, uh, no. mm-hmm. and they had a uh, they had aided with the two catcher interferences, but it just it, the twenty twenty one Yankees could never, you know, like no. that team never no. had a clutch bone in their like in their entire franchise. It was just horrible. It was it was absolutely disgusting last year compared to this year. Watching this team just feels so different. There's different attitude. There obviously are weak points this team still has, but mm-hmm. it just feel, feels like other guys are stepping up in that place. You have Jose Trevino, who's been a pleasure to have behind the plate defensively and offensively. You have, uh, you know, Hicks actually turned it around, even though he's been really shitty. People are still shitting on him, but he's turned it around in June. Glaber turned it all around in June. Uh, and then you have IKF, who's just been solid, I think pretty solid defensively. You know, you don't have to worry about him. Uh, you know, as much as you had to worry about Glaber last year, whenever mm-hmm. a ball was hit the short with Glaber, you just were like so concerned about it, whether or not that throw was going to make it. And when IKF there, he's just solid. So, I mean, some of the moves we were shitting on in the off season, uh, which I admit I was one of them, uh, you know, turned the pan, <laughs> ended up panning out here. And the Yankees, I'd not predict the Yankees to be 55 or 56, no, 56 and 20 now, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> coming into what, 76 games of the season. It's incredible. I never predicted this. For me, at least, I think the the off season it, it wasn't so much that that I didn't think that we had talented players or that we didn't have uh, or that there wasn't a plan. It, to me, the lack of moves in the off season wasn't that I wanted moves just to make moves. It was they didn't make moves because of a lack of commitment by the ownership to invest in the franchise. That's what mm-hmm. bothered me. If they yeah. would have gave IKA, IKF thirty million dollars to play for them, I would have said not a wise move. But at least they're trying something. But the fact of the matter is, is that Hal Steinbrenner is a penny pitching bitch, and he is <laughs> not a, a fifth of the man that his father was. He's not remotely competitive. He's a hundred percent a businessman. He cares nothing about baseball or the baseball fans. Uh, he just cares about the bottom dollar, and that's why I didn't like the moves they made in the offseason. Was simply because not because I didn't think the team could be competitive, simply because I knew that their owner winning was the last thing on his mind. The first thing on his mind was making money. Winning was like, hey, if I win too, that's good, I guess. But I'd rather just make the money. Yeah. That's that's what it bothered me about the offseason. Well, Sal, Matt, what do you guys think about the past week of the Yankees baseball? You know, the crazy thing about it is Jose Trevino might have been the best offseason acquisition so far. He's been unbelievable. I mean, I mean, we yeah. re-signed Anthony Rizzo, who is having a great year. What do you think? Yeah. What, 20 bombs so He's far? He's 20 home runs so far, yeah. So he's having a great year, and you know you got to give it up to the bullpen too. Clay Holmes yeah. is Clay Holmes is lights out. He's he's great. I don't know what you do with Chapman once he comes back. I guess I, I don't. Does he move back into the closer's role? I don't see how you could do that. Clay Holmes has been so yeah. lights out. It's just got to take it. In. It's another arm. It's no weapon in the bullpen. That's it. He's gonna sit there and complain about how he doesn't feel good doing anything but closing. He's it's all bullshit because the truth of the matter is just pretend it's the fucking ninth inning. It makes no difference. Yeah. Yeah, right. I agree. And you can't even have him set up really because Michael King has been lights out too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, have him set up. <laughs> it, it, it comes to a point to where the Yankees can't look at the contract and they have to look at the performance. Mm-hmm. You know, Unfortunately, like their owner doesn't do that. I, I know. No, and. Won't. Like what Nick was saying, I agree with a lot of points you guys were saying. Like with Nick, with Hal being so penny pinching, like even with Judge's arbitration, 
you know, they offered 17. He wanted 21. I get, you know, it's for last year's numbers, but I mean, it's almost like the MVP award. Like, you know, it's usually someone in the postseason. So you look at that as well. Like when the Yankees are sitting down with this guy, you know, your goal is to keep him for next year. The way he's playing, if you lose Judge, you don't just lose a great, talented player, a leader. You're going to lose, I think, maybe some of the fan base. I know me, if Judge leaves, I'm going to be, re- I probably won't forgive the Yankees for a while. I'll be a little bitter about it, only because they are penny pinching. Yeah. And, you know, just the way the team is playing. Even when they were getting no hit, it's like, oh, they got this. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not concerned. Yeah, they end up getting no hit. They lost that game. And the next game, you know, the first six innings, same thing happened. But then, you know, Stan hits that bomb. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, they started to come alive again and realize who they are. And last year, they would have got no hit back to back. Absolutely. This year, they're just so exciting to watch. Even if they're down and they're losing, you have faith. You have faith that, you know what, they could pull this out. I'm like, they're not out of it. Last year, if they're losing 6-3 to the Astros in the seventh, that game is going off and I'm going to sleep. Right. But now you're glued to the TV because literally anyone, anyone could step up and do something. Unless unless it's Joey Gallo. Yeah. But other than that, anyone, you know, they're He's just – everyone's a weapon. And it's funny. Can you say Oh, sorry. Friday night, they were down 3-1 and they had the time runs on with like Judge – and I think somebody, I think Rizzo too. And I honestly was like, they're winning this game. Like yeah. I had such confidence. Like I never would have had that confidence in 2021. They ended up losing that game, but they put the tying runs on base. They had an opportunity. They had their, they got the ball, the bat into the guy they wanted, you know, the bat in the hands of the guy they wanted. They wanted it in judge's hands. Obviously he didn't come through on Friday night. He did on, on Sunday, but it was just to, to a point that they got the bat in his hands. The 2021 Yankees, as I said before, could never. They would no. never, it would never happen. No. So yeah, we're talking about how much we love this team, right? And I, and I agree. There's a lot of good on this team. I like a lot. Is there anybody on this team you just don't like? Joey Gallo. Well, I never liked him. I didn't want him. Okay. I heard it last year too. Um, yeah. Gallo for me, but like also a little bit, it's just based off performance is like Donaldson and IKF. I feel like, you know, with IKF, he makes sometimes a little, like, boneheaded plays at, at short. They haven't cost us any wins yet. And, but I mean, you know, bringing Duhar up, you know, at this point. The way Gallo is playing and Donaldson is not the Donaldson they probably thought they were getting. You know, he's not going to hit for average, but he does he have brings an in edge, the bat. Though. By the he way, brings uh, an edge to- tonight – you, you mean he brings in douchiness, right? Because Josh Donaldson that, that is too. 100% a complete douche. And if George no. Steinbrenner was on his team, he wouldn't be on the team anymore. When you when pimp home have... runs that get to the warning track, you oh, don't deserve to play for a week, okay? That's and he right. did it again today. He pimped a home run. Yeah, he's it, got it, it got to that. like six feet from the warning track, and he, was, and he was out, okay? He's a douche, a major league douche. Never mind the whole Tim Anderson nonsense. That's That was bullshit. Just the way he plays baseball. Is full on dickheaded. Okay, he definitely has a small dick. Definitely, because <laughs> there's no reason to be that much of a cocksucker while you're playing baseball. I'm sorry, <laughs> there, there just isn't. I mean, there isn't. 
Uh, by the way, Miguel Andujar went uh, three for four today, and Esteban Florial went two for three with a homer today. In triple, but let's and keep playing Joey Gallo. Yeah, but keep running out Gallo. Two strikeouts a game, guaranteed. And, and Volpe's, Volpe's crushing the ball too. Him? Like, what do they see in Gallo that they continue to play? Put Carpenter in. Put him in. Put Gonzalez in yeah. over him. Marwin Gonzalez with a big homer the other day as well. Yeah. yeah. Cranked it. It's funny. Just anyone who steps into that lineup, except Joey Gallo, <laughs> is going to perform at this point. And it's it's actually frustrating because I said it like I said last year. I did not want Gallo. The thoughts of trading for him, I was like, he's a strikeout machine. I know he, he has on-base percentage, and the analytic nerds fucking love it. It's not working out. You throw anything over that guy's belt, a fastball high up, he's never getting to it. You could strike that guy out. Every time he's on, he's on over the plate. It's hard. We did technically get that trade for free now because that pitcher Abreu that we traded over there. Yeah, we got him back. We yeah. got him back. That always seems. And he played great the other day. It does. Yeah. Yeah. What I was gonna Gallo, say before about about Chapman Gallo yesterday, as of as of yesterday, because Gallo did play yesterday, he's yeah. batting one fifty seven with nine home runs, eighteen RBI, with an OPS of six oh nine. You know what though? At least like Aaron, like Aaron Hicks has been terrible too. But like at least Aaron Hicks hit that three-run home run to win the game the other day. He has a moment this year. Yeah, he has a Yankees yeah. moment. Right. Joey Gallo's moments are just balls in the dirt, and he's just swinging at them for strike three. And that one catch he made in the stands. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was his one moment. Oh yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah. I'm so glad if we traded for that. If you could get rid of him, I'd give back that moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Said. Yeah, it really it wasn't like a you know, let me go right, right, right to home. You know, moment. You know, let me go I let just, people know. It was I just don't understand how anybody like I would literally love to ha- talk to Aaron Boone and go, how do you justify running him out there every day? And if he says he plays mm-hmm. great defense, I might take a swing at him. <laughs> I might take a swing at him just because that's a shit answer. Yeah. It's a shit answer, especially when Stanton is serviceable in the outfield. A right, and B, he hits better when he plays the field. Like yeah, it's it's, does, it's shown yeah. at this point. It's proven at this point. Yeah, you know, it just Joey Gallo absolutely brings nothing to this team, and I guarantee you, some stat nerd will see. Oh, defensive run save. I don't. I couldn't care less. Joey Gallo. Kills more rallies. You know how many runs we would have if he didn't have to have it didn't bat? Like I would DH for him and let the pitchers bat. <laughs> At least they'll put the ball in play. They'll throw down a bunt. The, I think the killer for me, and, and a lot I saw the other day a lot of people like, I feel bad for him at this point. We should rally around him. Fuck him, okay? He said in the beginning of the year, I'm gonna strike out a lot. That's the way it is. You know, people just gotta get used to it. And you know what's funny? It's a bad too? mentality to have. He, Horrible mentality. He blamed the shift. Remember, he blamed the shift. Yeah, ball for the shift what? to be involved. Exactly. So, what's the problem now? It's well, not I like you're hitting the ball to the fourth outfielder. You're, find, just, you're not doing anything. I gotta find that meme again. But it was because it was right after he made those comments, the shift being gone, and he was like, "Now I'm finally gonna be able to hit." And I, I, I posted a video. I was like, "Joey Gallo with the shift," and it was just him striking out again. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just being bad. Oh, for four with four strikeouts, game got shit to do with the shift. Unless you're yeah, terrified of that other guy standing out there. You know who has bad luck against the shift? Anthony Rizzo. He yeah, actually has yeah. bad luck because of the shift. I think he actually, because of the shift, that's why he didn't win the game on Friday. Yeah. The ball up the middle, and the mm-hmm. shortstop was right there. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, Joey Gallo needs to go. I I really don't like Josh Donaldson. I just really feel like he's a real. Dick. You know what though? He's he's a really good fielder though. Like at least he does that. Like, if he was That's a shitty, fine. you could be. I mean, a shitty third baseman, a good fielder too. Yeah, but if he was a shitty third baseman, Urshela was a good fielder. Um, even worse. And uh, he wasn't a dick, and uh, he cost expansion exponentially less than Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not really a Donaldson fan either, but. He just again when you when again, I'm not a big fan of showboating. I'm a firm believer in let your game do the talk. The le- the league leader in home runs right now and major league leader in home runs. When he hits a home run, you know what he does? Puts his head down and runs around the bases. Unless it's a walk off. Yeah, he almost no, didn't even even that, he, even that he leaves the box. No, he does leave the box. You're right. He doesn't like. He almost walk. didn't even run the bases for that walk off. For the first base coach was like, no, go. When Judge hit that bomb, <laughs> that three run walk off, yeah, he, almost, he didn't. He, he almost wasn't did. gonna. Then he's like, "Oh shit! That two that two fifty k for MVP." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, I better start running. I better start running." Yeah. I'll, I'll talk, you know, Aaron Judge had the greatest. Uh, he hit that bomb in Seattle a couple of years ago. Oh, if you guys remember? Is, yep, yep. Uh, and they asked him, "Did you see it?" And he goes, "No." They go, "What do you mean, no?" He said, "When I was in high school, a scout was at the game, and I hit a home run, and I pimped it, and it hit the wall, and I only got to second base. No, I only got to first base." He goes, and ever since that happened, I just don't watch the ball ever. Wow. And that's yeah. and that's in high school. He learned this. Okay. Yeah. It's like the it's like the exact opposite of Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> you guys, are you familiar with the Deshaun Jackson and his high school story? No, I'm gonna tell so. it. Deshaun Jackson was playing in the All American game sponsored by the United States Army, and he dove from the five yard line, like head first into the end zone. And when he went to go do that, he dropped the ball on the one-yard line. <laughs> and they called it a fumble. And it, it, he, he didn't get a touchdown because of it. That's Fast forward four years later, he's playing for the Eagles. Eagles. And uh, he goes and drops the ball on the one-yard line, celebrating as he goes into the end zone again. <laughs> and I'm like, this motherfucker uh, went to three years of college, four years of life, and didn't learn a fucking thing. Like, how stupid could you possibly be? <laughs> Deshaun Jackson's like the biggest dumbass in the world. Like Coop, if you're watching Dumbass of the Week, it's, it's going to be Deshaun Jackson. Like for four years of love life, he just didn't learn. Like get in the end zone, then celebrate, then drop the ball. Yeah, you know. Right, but well, yeah, I mean, Josh Donaldson's a dick. Like, yeah, talking to Yankees baseball. I mean, there's not really too many, you know, spots to look at that are negative. But I mean, we I think we definitely hit on them with Gallo and Donaldson. And what were you going to say about Chapman? Oh, I was just going to say that he uh, he adds depth to the bullpen and that helps. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stretch out the bullpen too much. You don't have to overwork them. He's going to add depth to it, even if he's not a setup guy or if he's not, you know, well, even if he is a setup guy, say he gives he gives King a day off or he gives Holmes a day off if he closes, it just adds depth and it, help, it helps out, actually. So. I, I agree with you, but I have a feeling he's going to be in that mode of, well, I I feel, can't, yeah. all I can do is close. I have a feeling he'll mm-hmm. be like that and then they're just going to trade his ass. <laughs> I just they, I, I, they I, I, I should trade. They should trade for Benintendi and put him in the outfield and get a regalo. Yeah, I would like that move. Just bring up Anduhar. Bring yeah, up Anduhar. Anduhar. Or yeah, Florida. Sure. But guys, thank you for joining us. Talk about Yankees baseball. We're almost. We only have less, less than ten minutes left, and we're going to do our newest segment uh, with me and Nick. So thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks Thanks catch them at, at Wrestling Addicts. Their new episode is out now. Uh, they discuss Money in the Bank and the Forbidden Door. What's the Forbidden Door? Uh, it's forbidden. an AEW pay-per-view with New Japan. It sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that far off. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty close. All <laughs> right, guys. Thanks again for joining us.
You Thanks, got it. Guys. Take care, guys. Okay. Bye. All right. That's definitely a Japanese name. Sounds like an anime, The Forbidden Door. Yeah, that, well, that's what he said. It wasn't some sort of Japanese thing. The uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is the promotion. Oh, I thought. It, well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's why. Oh, like a Japanese thing. It's a it's a crossover with another another company. Oh, I gotcha. The company that like invented NWO and uh, Bullet Club. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, this is our new segment. We call. And I, I, I called it quick hitters last week, but I kind of like quick pitch. Quick pitch. You like that as a better nickname for the segment? Okay. Because a quick pitch is like a baseball. It's quick pitch. It is. So we'll do it. This is called quick pitch. I I go through some of the newest sports stories. Uh, and then we just do a brief little cl- uh, clip on them. So this one is about Deshaun Watson. So he settled 20 out of 24 of his uh, uh, civil lawsuits that against him for the uh, the massage, inappropriate uh, sexual assaults. Wait, do we have um, to say alleged at this point now that they're settled? Or now is it is it like, oh, it's settled, it's guilty? No, because that's not – yeah, it's still alleged because never it's never found in a court of law that he actually did it. Criminal why did he settle? Civilly. Settled doesn't – well, that doesn't mean you're guilty. Yeah, settled means, means you're fucking guilty because why would you settle if you weren't guilty? <laughs> well, technically no, but uh, yeah, I get what you mean. I'm giving that's somebody it. money that I, that I earned because uh, – I feel like uh, in the court of bad things about me. Here's some money. Shut up. In the court of public opinion, yes, you'd be guilty. But in the legal yeah. sense of it, he's not guilty. But how much of a suspension he gets? Apparently, today NFL came out and said uh, looking for an indefinite suspension of him. Uh, what do you think he actually ends up getting at the end of this? He probably gets about a year, and then they're going to sit there and say it's indefinite until the day before the following season. I think the bigger implication is that he will have not played football for two years in the prime of his career, and you know, after this season, the following year, we're going to start going, uh, can he even play football anymore? He hasn't played in two years. Yeah. And he has a fully guaranteed contract with the Browns. That's going to, I couldn't, I couldn't wish it for a better franchise. Yeah. It's going to bite them in the ass hundred percent. So with him facing suspension, where does Baker Mayfield play? I honestly, I think they trade away Mayfield to, I think personally, the best deal for both sides would be to get Baker traded to, San Francisco and swap Jimmy G and Baker and then play Jimmy G this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty, that makes sense. Um, I was also thinking Seattle, but then like, who do you get back from Seattle? Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Those guys aren't really going to be good replacements for you anyway. I mean, unless, unless the Browns reach out to Baker and try to repair what they've done and been like, kind of made a mistake here. We probably just should have kept you around instead of, you know, dealing with a guy who's not going to play football probably for the last two seasons. Before he actually pays and give him what $230 million guaranteed. It's fucking stupid. But I think I think he either stays where he is, I think he stays with the Browns, or I think he goes to Seattle. That those are my I agree. I, I agree. He goes to the West Coast or he stays where he is. Yeah, I agree. Uh next one. Which trophy would you prefer? Because we've been talking about trophies uh earlier today. Stanley Cup, the World Series trophy, or the Masters jacket. I'm gonna so, go with the Masters jacket. That's yours forever. And it's exclusive. Well, it's actually not yours. Do you know the Masters jacket doesn't actually leave Augusta? You cannot leave with it? I did not know that. Yeah, you apparently have to leave it in the clubhouse. So, like, the winner gets to take it, like, the first, like, couple weeks. They do all, like, their promotions and stuff. But then they have to return Um, it to the clubhouse. And the only time you can wear it is when you're in in the clubhouse or on Augusta's grounds. I got news for you. If I win the Masters and they let me leave, it's never coming back. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to stay with the Masters jacket. 
I like the Master Jack because it is it's like solo, but I don't know. I was talking about the Stanley Cup. I'm gonna go Stanley Cup here. Just you know what though, but the next year it's not yours. No, I know, but it's just the historical nature. You don't get like a little Stanley Cup to carry with you. <laughs> I, I would get one. I'd get one made. I guess it's it's just cool holding the Stanley Cup, hoisting over your head, drinking it. Out is. Of it. It's gotta it be a is. ton of fun. It absolutely is. But I always th- I think of the master's jacket, like putting it on with one sleeve and then like <laughs> yeah, put it on. I got my green shirt on and everything right now. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. ready to go. You're ready for the master's jacket. All right. So next one. Um, last week, Congress had spoken to Goodell regarding the Dan Snyder um, uh, incidents, whether or not they're going to get rid of him or remove him from being ownership. And they kind of were saying that, you know, they're basically, I think Goodell really doesn't have the power to just remove him, but neither does Congress. Uh, but they were still doing this investigation, you know, putting a lot of tax dollars, you know, at good use investigating the NFL while there's plenty of other things that are going on in the world that they should be looking into. But I digress. One of the Congress guys actually talks about how they kicked out um, Dave Portnoy. And he's like, well, what about taking out Dave Portnoy out of the Super Bowl? You know, do you know anything about it? And the commissioner's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you never ordered that Dave Portnoy be removed. It's like, this is what we're talking about Barstool Sports in Congress right now. That would have been me. I would have kicked Dave Portnoy out just because he looks like a douche. <laughs> he looks like a douche, and he's always like, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Six bites later. And then, like, he's from Boston. What the fuck does he know about pizza? Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but Tell me about baked beans. Give me your best baked beans fucking evaluation, Boston <laughs> boy. The fuck you know about pizza. So this is where things get weird. Republican Pat Fallon, who's a representative – in Congress, gave the following uh, weird, very weird speech, but a scant seven and a half years ago, I'm reading, this is what his quote is, another scandal rocked our nation, threatening the very core and foundation of our republic. That being, of course, Deflategate, where an NFC championship game, the NFL footballs, the pigskins, the rock, the pill, the hand egg, the melon, and the leather was mysteriously underflated by two PSIs. This led to a multifaceted investigations Month, months long, thousands of dollars spent where the GOAT, Mr. California Cool, the real Slim Brady, the master of the tuck, the Lord of the Rings, Tom Terrific, Tom Brady was suspended by the league. And I'm like, come on, guy. Are you kidding me? That This is Congress. <laughs> First of all, Tom Terrific is fucking Tom Seaver, Okay. It's true. Let's get that out the window right now. Tom Terrific is Tom Seaver, not Tom Brady. Okay. What about the real Slim Brady? I, I've right actually never heard that. He could be the real Slim Brady. Uh, uh, that guy's in Congress. Jesus Christ. He's a Republic. He's a so he's a Republican representative of Texas. He's originally from. He's a Massachusetts native. So that's why. Really, you don't say. Oh yeah, right. Brady in the middle of fucking. Did he think that Brady would call him up and be like, "Hey, man, thanks for the shout out. Guess yeah. again, guy. Brady don't give a shit about you. Thanks for wasting my tax dollars. Fuck you know how much money they got paid for him to sit for them to sit there and listen yeah. to him say those things. And Goodell just had to sit there listening to this guy gush over Tom Brady. You know, I, I don't believe the shit. You know, talking about. You know, Dan Snyder, I don't believe that they can't fire him because didn't the NBA get rid of uh, the owner of the Clippers? Donald Sterling? Yeah, they did. But I forgot what, what was the – I, I don't know. I don't know the ground. I gotta look it was, it was it something with regard to something racist, wasn't it? His was something racist. But I think, or sexual, something like that. And I'm pretty no, sure Dan Snyder has both of those things against him. Yeah, I actually don't know. I have to look more into it. But 
I think they were saying somewhere about how they can't actually remove him. Well, Congress can't. Gidelco, well, of course not. private fucking enterprise. How the hell would Congress remove him? That's what I'm saying. Why they investigate? Like, that would be like Congress firing a car salesman at a fucking Dana Lincoln Mercury. Free <laughs> plus <laughs> Dana Lincoln Mercury. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what are we doing? Or Dana Ford. Dana Ford on this. Yeah, Congress anyway. is just firing people for private companies now. Yeah. If you work for Microsoft, watch the fuck out. Congress is coming for you. <laughs> the last, the last one I had was that you watched the Angels Mariners brawl. I did not. Please oh, tell me yeah. about this. I didn't even know they got into a fight. What time did they get into a fight? Four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Actually, I think it was a day game, so it's probably like six o'clock here. Yeah. Um, but Two it was, teams nobody gives a shit about, about, and they were like, well, let's just fight so somebody talks about us this week. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. They, uh, well, they, 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 they accomplished that because now we're talking about them. Uh, the matter, I forgot who it was the matter. I go back, but they basically, uh, the batter got hit. He kind of looked towards the, uh, the bench. And just started charging the bench. And at one point, J.P. Crawford, who's a shortstop for the Mariners, just jumps in and just starts wailing on one of the Angels, like like right at his fucking like at his head. It's pretty not Otani. It wasn't Otani. I think Otani was scared. He probably ran away. Not Trout, right? It wasn't Trout either. I can't remember who else. And it doesn't matter who he was punching. Oh, it might have been Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon came out and hit the batter in the face. A bunch of people got like in trouble. It was pretty intense. Look online. You'll see the fight. It's pretty intense. It was pretty awesome. It was good to see an old-fashioned baseball brawl again. Like like uh, like Tino Martinez and Armando Benitez. Yeah, when Graham Lloyd came Darryl running out from the bullpen. Graham Lloyd. Yeah, coming out from the bullpen. That was awesome. But that's it for the quick pitch tonight. Uh, and I think that's it for the show. So, Nick, that, that is it. Hey, thank you very much for spending this time with us. From all, uh, Last thing I'll say is uh, – uh, I, I forgot what I was going to say, but it doesn't matter anyway. We're done over here. We'll catch you again next week. Uh, bad times don't last. Dreams come true. Oh, my fault. I said I said it wrong. It's hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> That's a epic way to end this. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 